In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? Get your vaccine. Vaccine, vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sup Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Ugh, we were supposed to be together today, the four we of us. We were. We were. We were. But I had jeans pick? on that I was going to wear. <gasps> wow. Oh. They're still on. Wow. Wow. I wasn't going to yeah, do that for please. you guys. <laughs> I was no, I was I had an outfit picked. It wasn't jeans, but it was from my rental box of clothes that I used. We were Ooh. we were gonna film ourselves and maybe do some fun little videos with it, but not today, bitch. Not today because of Omicron. This is crazy. I feel like yeah. yesterday I feel like I can't get off TikTok without people telling me that everybody has COVID. New York City is overwhelmed, swarmed with Omicron. What is it's got March 2020 vibes, or am I overreacting? Do you know um, anyone with COVID personally? Personally, nope. Yeah, <laughs> I know a lot of people. Uh, so the New York comedy scene has the been riddled scene is with COVID right now <laughs> at this point. And then, of course, because I'm sick in the head, I'm like, oh, well, I guess I haven't been doing enough shows because I don't have COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I will, I'm like, oh, okay, great. Another gig I haven't booked. Um, Looks like all the cool kids have COVID. I'm t- <laughs> you, I called my manager this morning. I'm like, why the fuck don't I have COVID? Yeah. yeah <laughs> what the exactly. fuck are you doing? Um, uh, what was I going to say? To me, it is not March 2020 vibes because, oh my, you know, a lot of my friends have COVID, but everyone's vaccinated. A right. lot of them are boosted. I don't feel like anyone's going to die. And also, right. I'm like, well, I'm going to keep living my life. <laughs> like That's how I or feel. Or I'm not going to not see friends. You know, I got that that damn booster hurt so much. <laughs> really? Like <laughs> afterwards I'm, or when you got it? Afterwards. I, no, when I got it, I'm, I'm such a baby with shot needles that I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then the oh. guy like was like, it's over. Like, please get out of here and go sit down. <laughs> but no, it was like, it, you know, you know, but so I'm like, I'm going to like go to dinner and yeah. see. If, I don't know. Terrible. We met somebody who's first th- the first time they went to get their first dose. They got like an email afterwards like we actually something happened and we can't guarantee that this was like frozen for long enough. So like, can you come back? And so he did. And and, and he has his booster. So he's like, he has four. <laughs> I'm so jealous. COVID just stepped to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, for me, it's like nothing will ever be March of 2025 because we know so much more about mm-hmm. the virus yeah. at this point. So it's like I have shifted to spending more time outdoors and like, I, I, you know, I was eating indoors and stuff whatever pretty regularly i'm not 
like 100% not eating indoors, but like I've been shifting to hanging out outside a little bit more. Like, unfortunately, because of climate change, it is 60 degrees. <laughs> Yo, it, no, it is so nice outside today for really being nice. more diligent with my mask like coming in and out of my building like i'm re-upping like a, more of my things that we know work but nothing will ever be as scary as march of 2020 no. when like we were all wiping down our packages and like had no idea what what anything was you know washing groceries mm-hmm. and like scared to take walks do you guys watch um, Curb Your Enthusiasm? Did you watch the episode yeah. where they find out he was a, a COVID hoarder? Hoarder. Yeah. So funny. But it's just an episode where it's like years later and then it's like for, forever now. It's like if you're ever like at a house party or somebody and you see you open somebody's like closet and you find all of like this hand sanitizer or a mask, it's like you're a COVID hoarder. In March 2020, you were one of those bastards who bought everything. <laughs> oh my God. That's Either so that or they were just like, or they were already a hoarder. True. Like, you know. Yeah, and it's, right. Yeah. Don't make Only assumptions about hoarders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's they could be original. Top. Yeah, the COVID <laughs> hoarders were appropriating hoarding. Yeah, I mean, I think I see those extreme couponing. Definitely post-COVID, I was like, anybody who had a bunch of antibacterial wipes in their house and like wiped everything down, I'm like, okay, bubble boy. But, <laughs> like, but guess what? They're on top. There is a really viral video of, what's the, Naomi Campbell? Naomi Have you ever Campbell. Se- oh my God. Yes. Yes. On her, her seat on the airplane. Wearing a hazmat suit, wearing a mask, and everyone made so much fun of her. And the joke was on us, everyone. Yeah, the joke Naomi was on Campbell us. was right. Naomi, Naomi Campbell, Campbell was, r- right. was right. She was right about Tyra. She was right about everything. Though <laughs> so that wouldn't have really helped her with COVID. Being right True. about Tyra? Be- wiping down everything. <laughs> being right oh, about Tyra is a completely different thing. Yeah, wait yeah, wait yeah. for a follow-up on that. So it would have. Yeah, we every every negative meme on her was was definitely um, people regretted those. But yeah, I think this was. I'm glad. I'm glad we had this conversation at the top because I'm sure other people are feeling worried. But like, you're right. It's not. We can't be defeatist. It is Mar- not March 2020 vibes. But it just seems like there's a lot of hysteria in, in New York City, especially. And I know there are some other states where hospitalizations are already going up mm. um, in the Midwest as well. But. The number of people in New York City who have tested positive for COVID-19 has doubled over the past three days, which is really crazy. But it is worth noting that New Yorkers are more likely to get tested. I mean, last weekend was famously SantaCon, which oh, Jesus Christ. I think definitely contributed to this spread. That is um, a yearly event where people gather. They gather mm-hmm. very, very closely, and they're definitely yeah. not... Uh, doing any mitigation and they measures. they definitely share mouth germs, whether it oh, be God. directly or by just kind of vomiting in the streets. No, I think they probably have exchanges directly through their nose. It is SantaCon. And Sammy's alma, mar- alma mater has shut down. Cornell University, we're done. Go home. Yeah, no, that, that doesn't oh, surprise me at all. Yeah, they're, they're just... You're done. They're not Go sending home. students home, but they're like, we're not doing finals here. We're not doing anything here. But don't, don't worry, the finals will still happen. They'll they'll find a way to grade you. <laughs> In well, my Sam. experience. And then they'll be like, excuse me, will you donate to our alumni association? <laughs> yeah, well, I get, I, I got that. And like, okay, yeah, donate to my student loans, assholes. Yeah. Right. University of Delaware finds me everywhere anywhere, I go. Anywhere, anywhere. Everywhere I go. It's unbelievable. 
They'll call me for years after I move, like, what's your new address? What's your new address? I never tell them. And then one day I'll get a letter to the right address. They found it. They'll find it. (laughs) Well, hopefully Cornell is saving some money on maintenance while uh, they shut down. Exactly. And they won't need my money. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, they're still going to ask for your money. (laughs) They're going to need it for something. (laughs) They're going to need it for plenty. So first, it feels like we have to take a moment to mention Bell Hooks, who passed away yesterday at the age of 69. The cause was end-stage renal failure, but um, if you ever took a women's studies class or just went to college or ever followed a feminist Instagram account, you you know about Bell Hooks. (laughs) She is the most iconic feminist known for all sorts of writing and really chiefly incorporating the needs of working class black women into mainstream feminism. She had a really big role in that. But she also, she wrote all sorts of stuff. Like she wrote a lot of, if you need a good breakup book, go read a Bell Hooks mm-hmm. book. She wrote a lot about like womanhood and love. And just she like wrote about, she wrote about everything, just a titan. I can't believe she's gone. Yeah. I mean, I feel like one of the cool things about her is like she did speak to black womanhood specifically, but also her books were so universal that it showed the way that like intersectional feminism is true feminism. Mm-hmm. Because, like, once you read a book that was, like, centered that way, you saw how it, like, incorporated so much experience for everyone else. So, love that. And, yeah, like, I think that something about her and her writing is that, like, it's these, like, complex, abstract things that are really, like, not watered up, but, like, really accessible to all kinds of people. And, like, I think that she's had a resurgence like you were saying on Instagram and stuff, because, you know, her quotes are so memeable and quotable and like short and concise and get to the point and, and really make. And one of like my favorite accounts was like Saved by the Bell Hooks, you know, <laughs> which is like they use Saved by the Bell images with Bell Hooks. Oh, my God. It's, like, it's so yes. funny. And it's just talking about it's just like, you know, it is like memeable, smart, like small little snippets of Femin- like really complicated feminist theory that for so long people made it seem like it's so inaccessible and like so ivory tower and no one can really relate and then you had her really like break things down in like simple terms of what it means you know like about masculinity class love all this cool stuff so again insanely missed and such a huge impact on so many people yeah definitely Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. 
It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So hard pivot. We are going to talk about Josh Duggar today. He's sort of... <laughs> Wow, like the hardest pivot. I had nothing to soften that with. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's hard to do the news. You could have, okay. You could have said Oprah, then just. Oh, right. There definitely could have been an Oprah barrier somehow. Because Oprah does, I'm sure Oprah and Bell Hooks were friends. And Oprah does play into the Josh Duggar case. Yes, tell us. So we're going to be, Josh Duggar, I mean, there's a lot to talk about here. There's certainly something that's kind of timely. So Josh Duggar has been convicted for images showing the sexual abuse of children. I'm going to use the term um, child sex abuse images, which I've recently come across and obviously seems to be designed to avoid avoid saying child pornography, because mm-hmm. obviously it's that's, that's weird. That's icky. Kids aren't performing in, in pornography. Yeah. But when you talk about the specific charges, that is... That is the phrasing, so I'm going to try to avoid it, but I believe um, child sex abuse images is like the preferred term right now. So he did it. He did that. He had those. (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) Whatever it's called, he did it. (laughs) (laughs) He did. Whatever you can imagine. And he faces 20 years in prison for this. And this was crazy before we get into Josh Duggar specifically, but in in the Western Arkansas district where he was tried, 7% of the cases that they try in total involve sex abuse images. I knew you were going to say that. like, for, And I think we'll get to, to why, maybe, in this yeah, conversation. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah. Wait, sorry. So, wait, you're so, break it down for someone stupid. <laughs> so All it, like, the crimes in Arkansas. Western like Arkansas. Western. In Western Arkansas. If there are Texas 100 Canada, crimes, then okay. seven of them involve child sex abuse images wow. that are tried okay. in this area. So I guess these are pretty serious crimes. Um, I mean, I assume that's noteworthy because they put it in, in the article. Maybe there are other areas where it's higher, but th- it's certainly pretty higher than you want it to be nationwide. Yeah. Definitely. Maybe there's yeah. just like one really effective detective in that region who's just right. like known for busting, <laughs> busting child sex abuse image cases. Yeah, true. So this was a federal case and Duggar was caught via an undercover investigation. Let's back up a moment. So Josh Duggar was featured in a reality show on TLC with his family called 19 Kids and Counting that ran from 2008 
2015. When this was on, we kind of all acted like it was normal. Like, oh, Did you real. watch this? I did not. I definitely Neither. have caught a few episodes, but I wasn't like a fan that watched it repeatedly, though I know people that did and found yeah, it interesting. Yeah, one of my best friends is like very obsessed with it. I'm like, really? what is the appeal? I well, think the appeal is like there are just so many goddamn kids. Yeah. And then they're super That's religious, confusing. too. Yeah, that sounds confusing. confusing. There is a specific appeal about like families with tons of children. Like there are, there's this um this family on TikTok, and I think that they're she's ado- they've adopted all of their kids, and they have eleven kids, and they just have so Jeez. many followers, just showing like how they feed them, just like how they live their life. So I think that was part of the appeal, just like just people marveling at it. It's like having a TV show with like a ton of characters. Like of course it's True. appealing. You have like new dynamics and personalities. <laughs> Yeah. Sammy Sammy is explaining why Marvel is popular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god, the Duggar cinematic universe. <laughs> but it's yeah. also like and they're super Dark. but they are also super religious and I think yeah. that is also pretty fascinating too because it's a certain kind of Christianity where like they're wearing like dresses and the long yeah. hair and modesty and all that stuff. So I think that's also like a glimpse too it's not like yeah. they're normal pe- like we're quote-unquote normal like they don't go to regular school or anything right you know, i used to watch yeah. the tl shows about the amish i loved those there's like a like a, kind of like a freak show element to it a little mm-hmm. bit like mm-hmm. and there is a long history of families being famous for like having a bunch of kids and then like a family getting famous or getting like a deal with to like win diapers yeah. because they've had like an ass load of kids and people are interested in that so it feels like a continuation of like that world of like weird like almost like freakish fascination with weirdos yeah but you're that so is right what tlc i think like was well that's how they got this it show is. the duggars were yeah. sort of like local fascinations even before they got this tlc show they were on um like numerous like tv specials and then they were gonna they caught the interest of oprah's production team and they were gonna go on oprah in 2006 but there was an anonymous email sent to Oprah Winfrey's Harpo Studios, which alleged that the oldest child, Josh, had was known to be molesting young girls in his family and outside of his family, and that the family just like was not what they seemed. Oprah's studio immediately alerted the Arkansas Child Abuse Hotline, the Department of Human Services. They canceled the Duggars family's appearance on the show. Days later, this was again in uh, this was in 2006. Josh and his dad, Jim Bob. Jim Bob is the the patriarch. Uh, Jim these Bob names are Jim. also stupid. They all start with J. Yeah. They all start with J. Uh, so they basically, they went to the police. I mean, the, this is just, the parents were are very involved in an interesting way here. So they, the parents go to the police and they're like, this happened when, when Josh was a teenager in the years of 2002 and 2003. Uh, we know that he sexually abused his siblings when he was a teenager and we got him counseling for it. You know, they're like, we consulted with church elders. We went to, you know, those put teens to work camps. I guess you're gonna like work the pedophilia work, away. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know if it's pedophilia if you're also a minor, but this is what's crazy. According to Arkansas law, child sex abuse charges for offenses must be filed within three years of being reported to a police officer to be within the statute of limitations. Mm. When in 2006, they went and said, okay, this happened. So in 2003, Jim Bob and Josh had actually gone to meet with a friend who was a state trooper and they told him what happened. The state trooper didn't didn't do anything to my knowledge. Like he, he felt that it was just one thing. He he thought that it was something that he could get over. But because of that specific contact with law enforcement, the statue started then and it had run out. So no charges could be filed against the Duggar who was, um, I think, 14 or 15 at the time. That state trooper happens to now be serving 50 years in prison for child sex abuse. Oh, my God. 
Well, that might be why he didn't do anything about it. Oh, you, my oh, Lord. Yeah, he, there's like, this, this story is littered with stuff like that. Yeah. Is he Was he connected to the family in, like, a family I think friend? It's, it's just called, like, a, he's always referred to as acquaintance. So, like, this, I mean, okay, here's the thing. It seems like the parents were sort of like, shit, like, this is bad. We need to figure out how to, like, approach this with our son and our young kids. But at no point was anyone, like, they, you know, they get into details about how they separated them. Nothing happens. Nothing happens to the kid other than he goes to, you know, labor camp for Christian teens. And in 2008, <laughs> and just two years labor later, camp for Christian teens. <laughs> oh, it sounds like a South Park episode that actually Literally. I'm pretty sure was. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably like the type, probably actually, he probably should have been sent to the wherever Paris Hilton had to go. It was probably just even gentler than that. But so in 2008, a couple years later after this, the Duggars were given the TLC show 19 Kids and Counting. Okay, fast forward to 2015. The police report about these allegations comes out. In Touch Magazine, someone gets a FOIA, makes a FOIA request and it gets these. And at the time, everybody's like, yes, this happened. The family admitted that four of the victims were their daughters. Josh, oh. Yeah, Josh oh, addressed yeah. it, apologized for the pain he caused. Um, but then the family made it mostly about the fact that the Doug, that his record as a juvenile had been released, and they were kind of successful with that. Like they were able to get that destroyed. These siblings, even sisters that were victimized by Josh, were like, actually, we were mostly just re-traumatized by this police report coming out, um, which I'm sure that's like true to an extent. But they were like, we've forgiven him, everything's fine, and he couldn't be charged. But or it's the, the part about him being a juvenile is sort of confusing or, or complicated because he was 18 when they told authorities about the abuse and then nothing was acted on. So also at that time, Duggar was working at a lobby that was like a Christian conservative family values lobby. During that time, his dad, Jim Bob, was running for a state Senate seat as a Republican, running on a platform of treating rape and incest as capital crimes. They always are. The, yeah, that would face the day. Always are saying that. Josh got married when I was 17. And he has seven children with his wife, Anna. But later in 2015, there was an Ashley Madison hack. Oh, and never had, bring up. I, yeah, yeah, I was going to bring up that. Never the Ashley Madison hack. That yes. shit was crazy. And that had Duggar's credit card information. He immediately said that he'd begun watching porn, which, and then said, I started watching porn. And as a result, I was unfaithful to my wife. I don't think. With adults I, I, in it, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I we mean, have to. Yeah. Oh, we it's not the same. Yeah. 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 We have to ask. I mean, he he admitted to just watching pornography, which you know, according okay. to like his purity culture, is is bad enough. Um, I think there are many of, probably many of married people that watch pornography without cheating on their spouse. Some people watch pornography with their spouse. Some people do pornography <laughs> with their spouse. It's not a porn. <laughs> Amanda, yes. Let's go down. Who watches? Let's do the what is it? Green eggs and ham with the pornography. <laughs> <laughs> Green eggs. <laughs> watch pornography in a train. Watch pornography in a plane. <laughs> uh, no, Dr. Seuss has canceled Millie. Oh, geez. oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I need like a running list. Can someone keep a list? Honestly, Duchess will make so much money if you have a running <laughs> list of who's canceled. Oh my god, yeah. if we could just like SEO optimize it and put a bunch of ads on it. Ooh, that means yeah. I need to add that for my holiday. And then, episode. but also tiers of cancellation, like yeah. who's really canceled, totally. and also like people are trying to cancel big, and I don't know the the. Movie. Oh, I just saw a Daily Mail. Um, uh, notification about that about Chris Noth. Yeah, yeah, we'll get in. No, I was saying Big the movie with Tom Hanks. Oh, oh my God, yeah. I didn't even hear about that one. <laughs> Aren't the names 
of everyone who's canceled inscribed on the wall at Barry Weiss's university? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it can be found. That's where it can be found. Touche. Oh, geez. yeah. Uh, um, I bet I bet Josh Duggar is on it. <laughs> oh, well, he's certainly on the list. Stop police! Stop policing, Josh Duggar. So, also, where was he? Okay, so Ashley Madison. We're at Ashley Madison. Jeez, Just setting the scene here. We're in 2015. We're like still seven years away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Don't worry. Actually, we're going to catch right up to this year when Duggar was arrested on those federal charges of receiving and possessing child pornography or child sex abuse image. This was right before the birth of his seventh child, which is just like, oh my God, if my husband got arrested and wasn't allowed to be around kids when I was about to have my seventh child, I would be furious. But obviously he was let out on bail, but not around, not allowed to be around his kids alone. And as we know, he was convicted. And once again, this disgrace aligned with his dad's political ambitions because Jim Bob made another run at Arkansas State Senate and he lost. Give he up, came Jim in Bob. third. He came in third in the Arkansas State Senate primary. In a three person race? In a th- yeah, <laughs> probably. For state senator of Arkansas, Doug, if you can't win that shit, I know. Quit. I know. That must mean he really probably just got votes from his family, which for him could <laughs> That's like almost win a large it. amount. They're in, they, I was looking before we podcasted. There are grand Duggars who are adults and or like it's there's a lot of vote voting power. Yeah, that's that. actually pretty pathetic that he didn't win because that's definitely hundreds of votes. And I can't imagine turnout is this high. But the reason I wanted to talk about this today was kind of in the context of purity culture. I mean, this person was was raised to be really oppressed. I mean, whenever he admits to things, he's not really like I'm he apologizes for the pain he caused, but he's mostly apologizing to like God and for defying his own his own values. So do we think his his upbringing here contributed to the the path his life took or the, he pursued, I guess? My guess is that this is like a nature nurture situate you know i think it's probably both i think that you know people have urges that are not moral or legal you know and again there's questions about what is over what line in whose eyes um because again like we're even sitting here saying like is it really pedophilia if he was a juvenile it's like Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter the fact is that the person has certain urges and i don't think that he would have not had those urges if he weren't raised in a purity culture, but I think it probably changes the way that someone relates to their own urges. Um, Mm -hmm. And that, I think, I don't think it necessarily changes what he would have done necessarily, but it changes probably the steps he took to control it or hide it or, and probably the way he views himself in the aftermath of these charges. Um, I, I don't know if it, I don't know. It's it's hard to fathom, but you know, his whole family grew up in this, and it's not like they're all having mm. this yeah. these urges. So, and it's not like everyone in a who grows Absolutely. up in a purity culture does. So, it's the combination. Well, <clears throat> I mean, to me, it just seems like uh, he was clearly abused by someone in his community, and they're not. We are only finding out about this because of the Duggar's high profile, but it would kind of be totally. run of the wow. course, like family shit. 
if we if he wasn't trying to be famous you know what i mean if they weren't trying to be in the spotlight this would be run-of-the-mill stuff and then certainly whoever abused him is was not under spotlight and they got to continue i mean even like people in his community like that state trooper um you know mm-hmm. continued on abuse for all this stuff so so it's, <clears throat> i think where it comes in is like I mean, it is the cycle of abuse and like, it's like what Sammy's saying, it's urges and you know, there is, but it's just like, if you have shame around all things that have to do with sexuality yeah. and, and stuff like that, then like, you know, it's kind of like, why well, I might as well do this because all of it is bad or something. And then it's also like, yeah, if you're, if you're getting married at 17 years old, like you're still a child yourself, you know, you're not developmentally like formed i mean you know all three of you you know sammy's married Alyssa's married like what who are you as a person now versus who you were at 17 like how much and even like sexuality we're the same age as josh duggar and he has seven kids and exactly so it's just like i do think that you know i think that the culture that he was raised in you know he probably has these urge whatever but you know I think that the culture he was raised in did not certainly help um, and it is not providing like healthy outlets for, you know, like it's just natural that people have sex and want to masturbate and do all that stuff. But, you know, under this like super rigid, like getting married at 17, having seven children by 33, like that's all like a lot. So I don't know. Also, Mm -hmm. it's, it's the culture of silence around it. Because it's like, if you can't talk about it, if you can't talk about any sex at all, and then sex the way it's supposed to be, consensual, pleasurable, for whatever purposes, that all gets, that is all pushed aside in favor of sex is bad and you better be reproducing. And so there's no room to talk about anything that deviates from that. And so no one's there to even necessarily tell him that it's bad. Or that you can't do that, especially if that's how what he's what's happening to him. Yeah, I agree with I think that like, you know, as you were saying, who knows what combination of different things lead to a person turning out like Josh Duggar. But I I do think what this situation says about purity culture is how like the people around him react and how they acted like it was like, yeah, this is a bad thing but it's just kind of like a dirty little secret as is all sex and it's like no this is like sexual abuse that's happening and this person is sick and we need and like imagine if he had had like a proper intervention at 14 you know Mm -hmm. like exactly like if someone had actually been like okay you are clearly like not you've gotten bad messages around sex you don't understand what consent is like if someone had actually stepped in at that moment we might be in a different situation, but they just shoved it under the rug as if they found him like making out in cars and were mad about that. And it's like, no, he's abusing his sisters. Yeah. And it also like, I didn't want to get too into the details on the podcast because they're probably very triggering, but like it did escalate. You know, it's, he said that, you know, the parents said that it started with mostly his sisters, like when they were asleep, which isn't okay or acceptable or anything. But but they were like, "That's we can manage that. We can we can get that to stop." And then it, you know, it became cases where he was like 
physically trapping his sisters and like not letting him or doing it to people that were not in the family. Again, if it's in the family, awake or asleep, it, it yeah, there's not really like a range, but things, yeah. it wasn't going away. It was getting worse and he wasn't getting the message. And again, with the silence around it, and I'm not sure exactly what happened here. Obviously the parents found out what happened, but the, the girls, the daughters were getting that message too. Mm-hmm. And like, what are they going to do? Like they're probably scared to tell their parents or somebody that they're being touched or they're going through something because they might think, if, if they don't mind it or they are so ashamed by it, they're not going to come. They're not going to come forward either. And so yeah. throughout this with, with Josh Duggar, when you read about how it would happen, it's just we talk a lot about like consequences and who gets consequences. And we joke about it with like cancellation. But it's like this guy, it kept getting worse and multiple stages to really intervene and keep him away from people. Like people just thought it would get better. And it didn't. It just got worse and worse. And he never it seems like this was tricky with consequences. I don't know what happens to, to minors when they sexually abuse other children. But like it's just if this were happening in my family, let me tell you something. I would not go on TV. I would not accept a TV show. Yeah, I would they not. always do it. Become a reality television star. Yeah, <laughs> he's and like a teenage Harvey Weinstein. It sounds like yeah. the way he's yes. describing the shit he's yeah. in, which um, is really dark and need a serious issue that needs to be addressed. Which has been proven yeah. because he continued to have a sexual interest in children. It appears. It. I don't think this is the kind of thing where he's like even predatory in the sense of like I wanna you know Mm -hmm. it's a power it doesn't even feel oddly like a power trip it feels like just this uncontrollable like obsession almost well whenever Um, he's spoken out about it and again not he's been like like he'll say very directly like I'm a huge hypocrite this whole time I was preaching this and I was doing this which obviously makes makes no excuses for it but um yeah, I guess I guess the tragedy of it is that there were so many victims and, and the family could have dealt with it in a different way. And I just, yeah, it seems like putting you on TV for seven years and modeling yourself as a perfect family is not the way to do it. Like, imagine if at any point one of the daughters was like, you know what, I don't like this. I don't really want to be around Josh anymore. Like, what would that have meant for the show, you know? Yeah, or- I mean, it, it just shows like such a dereliction of duty from the parents. Like, number one, not getting him help. But number two, it's like, you're going to put your teenage son on TV while all this is going on. You're going to put your traumatized daughters on TV while this is going on. Like this is, should be an all hands on deck. Like our family needs to deal privately and also like with medical professionals about a situation, not like let's go on the Oprah show. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is, you know, I'm one of six kids. Right. And a lot of people would say that's a lot, but it's just like, you know, I'm not surprised, like, they probably needed the money. And it's also like, yeah, this is what happens when you have a lot of children, is that, like, you don't really have the capacity or the bandwidth to really dedicate or, like, solve issues like this, you know? Because you're fucking... I'm sure that the parents were concerned and tapped out. They probably went up to him and it's like, oh, hey, stop this. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to stop. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, they went on and dealt with the other uh, 10 children. And it's Mm -hmm. like, there's a reason why people, or what is it, 18 children. It's like, there's a reason why people don't have this many children. It's really difficult to give each child the attention, the, like, psychological care and need or help that they need to develop, like, 
You know, yeah. and I, I mean, I, even as somebody was in a family of six, like, I totally felt that. Like, anytime I needed something, my parents were just completely checked out because they're dealing with five other wild and crazy people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the most similar parallel to what was going on here with this many children is like a foster care home or a care home for kids who need need help. That ha that happens there as well. And, and the kids aren't related and they probably don't have much of a stable childhood. But like, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, uh, the, they're so weird. Like they said that they became like this intense about having kids because she got pregnant when she was on birth control and like miscarried. And they were like, this is our sign that we should just let God handle it. But what was going to be your other point, Millie? No, I mean, that, that's so disturbing. No, I was going to say, like, on another, just to pivot a little bit, but, like, we were talking a few weeks ago. I was just thinking about, like, how many TV production companies are, like, involved with crimes or know about crimes before? Oh like, yeah. when I was just thinking about, like, obviously the Jinx and then um, the Anthony Broadwater, like, Alice Siebold yeah. story. I was actually just thinking about that because it's so interesting to see, like, that he was able to be put away based off of a really shoddy, like, identification by someone who was very recently traumatized where like he was able to be put away by that whereas this was like multiple allegations a personal confession all mm -hmm. of this stuff and nothing happens to this person well yeah exactly years. and then i'm just like there's no way that tlc didn't know i about agree this. exactly yeah i think there's a lot of disturbing things about this the most disturbing thing is probably not that this teenager wasn't like arrested or served time for this because we talk about we talk about like restorative justice a lot and abolition yeah. a lot. And so maybe the solution here wasn't this teenager being locked up, but the solution, like the steps that were taken were not, were not it's adequate efficient. at all. That is our show until the end of democracy. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.